Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Mama, you're Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload. It is time to get all your school friends together, rip up a piece of that, that paper voodoo doll, and transport yourselves to another dimension where we look at video game films and how well they are adapted. God, that's an awfully specific way of putting it. I am Nick Moore. With me are Wayne Brissett and Markathanis Wayne. Thanks for inviting me to this party. <laughs> and Mark. Welcome back, or welcome for your first time. This is an interesting one. Fair enough. We are continuing our look at films that were not just based off of video games, but made over across the ocean, typically in Japan, Korea, places like that. So usually that are more closely associated with where the game was developed. Because this was a this was corpse party. Segment. Yeah, <laughs> this was a 2008 Japanese RPG. I was wrong when I assumed that it was a visual novel based off of the cutscenes I'd seen online. It is actually a top-down mm-hmm. Final Fantasy style RPG. After watching some uh, some gameplay videos, uh, and the film came out in 2015, so pretty long duration Ooh. between like the game coming into existence and the movie adaptation happening. And the very basic plot for you, listener, is a group of friends at a school having a celebration party for, I think, graduation, from what I could take. Yeah. One of them yeah. says, hey, we should do this this ritual that is, I don't know why we'll get into it, but they do a ritual that transports them to a personal hell, and they are trying to fight to get their way out of it. Did you mention the title? Uh, Corpse Party, yes. Okay, okay. And... Mm-hmm. This movie does live up to that title. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Mark, you texted me uh, with the response equal to what I sent you after I watched it and said this was something, and you agreed. Yeah. Was it something good or something bad for you? What was it? Um, You know what? Probably more good than bad, because I found found the horror elements of it to be, like, really well done. (laughs) I was just... There were, there were just parts where I was like, did I miss something? Because... <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's... Huh? And, like, I don't know. As a quick summation, I'm sure we'll get into it. There are just parts where I was like, wait, wait, what? What What did I miss? Yep. Um, but shocking gore, sometimes cheesy effects, which made it kind of, like, funny, but still kind of good. It yep. kind of dated it. And... Um, 
I think my favorite thing about it going in was the idea that it a lot of these movies that kind of like you summon the monster, people are actively trying. They're like, oh my god, let's say Candyman, let's say Bloody Mary, whatever it is. They yep. they're intentionally trying to tempt fate. This is the most innocent thing where they're like, this is just so we can all be together forever. <laughs> and then it goes horribly, horribly wrong. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah we'll get into it. <laughs> Wayne, how about yourself? I still don't know if Mark's answer was good or bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it was closer to good, Fair. then I, I might be the odd man out here. Cause I thought, I thought it was really boring. Okay. It had a few laughs specifically the, the death scenes um <laughs> you watched the same copy as me nick uh, it was a good it was a good quality copy but i found it really dark some scenes okay. i was like i can't even really see what's going on in here um story was convoluted really had a hard time following it so i just found it boring i just find it didn't really okay. do anything for me i didn't care about a single character <laughs> i agree with that that was that was the big flaw of it for me but. yeah so maybe maybe mm-hmm. between the three of us we can clean up some of the plot i think by the end of it, it had something to do with the principal actually causing all this but uh we'll get into that but overall i just found yeah. it boring it okay the, the gore those three destinies that made me laugh they had some funny gore to it but that that's about it, it, it i think it, i actually thought that was a little weak on the horror element side of it but it wasn't bad. It was just boring for me. Okay. Well, for myself, I don't feel like the horror was the strong part of it. It had yeah. horror elements. It had creepy elements. But mm-hmm. I didn't find it particularly unnerving. But I actually did find it engaging. I was interested in them trying to unravel the mystery of how to get out of the situation they're in. So I wasn't bored. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't scared. It was really weird. It felt more like a thriller than a horror film. Sure. Sure. And in terms of a vibe, I would say so the closest <laughs> that I could really like compare this to, it had a vibe really similar to the original Evil Dead film for me. Mm. Partially because oh. the gore, when the gore happens, is a little bit cheesy, but incredibly graphic. Yeah. And this is not meant to be a knock against it. It had a really low production feel to it. Sure. And not like... They didn't care, yes. but it felt like this is made yes. with a 16 mil rather than being made with like a 35 millimeter camera. Yeah, It felt like, yeah. okay, we're going to get actors who are maybe starting out rather than like really big veterans. Some of the effects are a little laughable, but some of the other effects are quite good, mm-hmm. but not good in terms oh, of like sure. amazing, but in terms of like creative, some of the gore effects are really inventive and it just reminded me of the original Evil Dead. So I, I might be biased because I'm a big fan of that film, so... When this reminded me of that, it, it it kind of won me over a little bit. One one thing I actually did like, uh, I thought the music was good. I thought the music okay. had that nineteen seventies Halloween John Carpenter yeah. feel, and it really mm. suited the film. So I will give the film that. Sure. Uh, and yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was gonna say the I, I'm fascinated by the fact that we all watched the same movie and we all <laughs> took something different from it. So I want to do. I just want to explain the. For me, the horror pieces and why it was sure. more horror for me, any horror movie with little kids automatically creeps me out. Okay. Like, automatically creeps me out. So it wasn't even like I was scared watching it. I was just like, oh, God, no, my kid's okay. there again. Like, it was just 
every time, every single time those little kids, and they looked messed up, showed up, I was just like, oh, God. Ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, every horror movie with a little kid. I would agree with that. I think most people feel that way. I think the problem with the horror element in this one is I don't find, I didn't find the kids scary because they were slow. You could easily have ran away from them, but. <laughs> But Everybody just sits they there. Threw that one girl uh, against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well that, that and then okay. That wasn't slow, but that was. <laughs> now it doesn't even make sense. So are they, why are they going slow with everybody else when they can I run know. fast enough to make you explode? But we'll get into that. Well, yeah. for myself anyway, I didn't mind the fact that everything coming after them is coming after them slowly because where are you going to go? You're in a completely different dimension. They're taking their time because they know they can take their time. So I was okay with the fact that every single monster, demon, whatever that's coming after them is basically just sashaying up to them because all the time in the world. Which but is it gives fine. A, it gives a believable reason for why the students involved have time to kind of strategize and unravel a mystery and not have to worry about, oh, crap, there's a monster around the corner right now because... The monster's taking its sweet time, right? And which t- which goes back to that's why it's not scary, right? It's but I'm, I'm okay that they're scary. slow, but it yeah. doesn't make it scary, right? And yeah, I didn't find it particularly scary, mainly because I didn't like most of the characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just unlikable. So let's start at the yeah. beginning. You have your, sure. I think it's nine students, and the teacher walks in while they're having this graduation ceremony, mm-hmm. and the one girl, I think her name is Ayumi. She says we should do this, let's call it what it is, a ritual, where they make a paper doll that looks like a, a girl that's supposed to represent the missing girl from years ago at this elementary school that was forced to close down. Two children were murdered and another girl goes missing. The janitor is suspected to having performed these gruesome murders where the kids' were, tongues were cut out. And she's going to do a lighthearted ritual about we tear a piece off of the paper doll while saying her name and saying, like, happy good luck times or whatever it was i'm gonna disagree with you mark about it being just an innocent thing that is the equivalent of us all getting together climbing into my my washroom and we all start chanting bloody mary you have so that we can stay friends forever (laughs) right so (laughs) so the the only the only reason though that i didn't take it that way is because like they're celebrating one girl is leaving so, like, I guess this girl is leaving their classroom. I guess. So they're all sad she's leaving. And this one girl's thing is she is, like, she loves a horror story. She loves telling, like, a horror yep. story. So she tells them this horror story. And then they're all like, ha, 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 ha. And she's like, yeah, you know what? Why don't we do this thing? And, again, as weird as, a, as certain parts of this movie are, their intention in that moment is not, okay. like, sure or twisted (laughs) their intention is we're really gonna miss you this was a horror story this doll was a part of that story we'll rip it we'll each have a piece of it and remember remember each other that's as innocent a intro to that type of thing now did they have it coming yeah sure they had it coming (laughs) yes but did they mean to no they didn't like mean to they weren't trying to actively tempt it like other movies do where they're like, let's go and say Candyman five times. Oh my God. You know what happens when you do that? I know let's do it anyway. That, <laughs> that wasn't what was happening here. They had no idea when they did okay. this, that that would happen. to them. <laughs> Well, that same girl though, Ayumi's like when they are, 
being told the story and like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're making this up. She's like, no, 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 it's real. And then when it actually turns out to be real and they get sucked into another dimension, she goes, oh, my God, I didn't think it was actually real. <laughs> yeah. This is what I mean. You they, played the part they too get well, there kid. Really unintentionally. Yeah, they, they get there really unintentionally, which considering what happens to them afterwards is horrific. Sure. Now, I like that the movie wastes no time getting to that. I'll give it no that. Time. At all. Same You're with ending. Eleven, five 11 minutes. minutes in. You're five minutes yeah, it's in. It's like 11 minutes and someone's yeah. being ripped apart. Five minutes <laughs> in before they're sent to, like, the hell dimension. Yeah. The effect for the floor coming apart was pretty bad. That was pretty rough. But I accepted it. But, again, I rolled with it because a budget thing. And I checked it out. That is what happens in the games. They're trying to really match the game. That's an ambitious swing. Didn't pay off. But it was immediately forgiven when the teacher says, okay, let's get out of here in this Silent Hill-looking version of the classroom. Opens the door. Yeah, it's all clear. And then the janitor caves her face face in with a sledgehammer i think that was great i didn't expect that because i i i I did not expect i don't think i was expecting that type of gore in this film no especially because this is basically this is a nintendo game right released on a nintendo system (laughs) yeah so at first i was like i wasn't expecting (laughs) I, i was expecting more of a crime thriller so when her face exploded i was like Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> I mean, Mario drops here. Bowser into a fiery pit of lava, so I mean, Nintendo yeah. can be violent. It's fine. Sure. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think to go back to your point with the cheesiness, that was like the last moment that reminded me of an Evil Dead. The way it kind of like it showed you like the floor cracking and her reaction, the floor cracking, like that, oh, yeah. that quick jump mm-hmm. shot. That was very Evil Dead. But yeah. every gory violent moment was we got twenty dollars what can we do oh, yeah. and they would do something yeah. inventive with the gore and that kept reminding me of yeah. it which i thought was great yeah. now you have these nine characters now that constantly splitting off into different groups which i usually hate in a horror film i didn't mind it in mm-hmm. this because they're young dumb teenagers and the entire reason they're splitting off is but this girl likes that guy but this guy likes yeah. this girl so they're all trying to pair up with their secret crushes yeah <laughs> so i was kind of yes. okay with them constantly splitting up and making themselves more vulnerable and frankly when they were all a group the teacher got her face kicked in so it doesn't matter if you're all together yeah yeah, yeah like i didn't mind that setup because obviously the teacher gets her face cave caved in and their natural reaction is every man for himself. And they yeah. all run away. <laughs> I'd abandon you guys. <laughs> I believe that. I buy that. <laughs> and I, I, it was very realistic. And that's what starts to pair them off. Yeah. And it starts to be like, okay, this guy's with his sister. This girl's with her crush. This other guy's with his crush. Like it, it, it started to make sense. And then. Yeah. That's not until after they groups. run that they're like, oh, shit, we should find each other again. Yes. And then. They're both trying to find the group again, but also some of them are also doing certain like they're advancing the plots. Like yeah. one girl is finding documents and is like, oh, wait a minute. This is real. And this is what happened here. Right. Like oh, we can reverse the. So it's almost like you got the, your Scooby-Doo gang in one corner doing a, doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of yeah, cool kind of that you'd cool. have different motivations so you'd have one trio paired off where mm-hmm. they're legitimately trying to go okay there's got to be a way out of here and you have the one dude trying to kick mm-hmm. down windows and doors while the girls that are with him are trying to like unravel the mystery 
You have the older brother who's just trying to find and protect his younger sister. So that's all that matters to him. They all have motivations that at least feel personal and relatable. The problem is Mm -hmm. most of their personalities are just awful teenagers. Yeah. They're so petty to each other. So So it's hard to sympathize with them. Yeah. Like, Like, this is life and death. Please. Life and death situation (laughs) and romantic jealousies are causing them to screw each other over in hell. You couldn't band together when you're in hell? Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. And, like, honestly, those were the moments where I was like, did I miss something? Because the characters are so underdeveloped. So the relationships are underdeveloped. So like, I didn't even realize the one girl had a crush on the guy until she takes the girl's notebook and sees the photo and gets all upset about it. I was like, what is she mad about? Like there was a scene there where she's looking at the photo and they don't really show you the photo again. You just know the photos in the book. Yeah, it happens quick. And she closes it. She closes it slowly. And I'm like, Oh, is this a horror thing? Did she see something in that photo that is like a clue? No, she's just jealous. Yeah. And I was like, oh, when did she like that guy? Did I miss that? Like, when were they romantically linked in any capacity? I just, I was so confused. Jealous enough to even prevent, like, oh, the yeah. return ritual. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. She goes she as far as... She was screwing that girl, banishing that girl to hell. Yeah. We find it <laughs> over the course of it to reverse this summoning into not quite hell, but I guess like some silent hill esque hell yeah. dimension that is personal to the characters that were wronged. You have to somehow get the, the evil spirits to calm down, get all of the pieces of the paper doll you ripped apart back together, and then say the incantation that you said in the first place again. And every person who's there has to have their piece of paper and the jealous Ayumi is so petty that she tears off a random piece of paper and gives it to the one girl who lost hers. Like, yeah, yeah, you can use this one. I, I got it off the other girl, so it'll totally count. Knowing you're condemning this girl to a hell. Yeah. And she's holding that girl's piece of paper. She has it. Because she found her booklet. She yeah. has it. She can give it to her. And she's just like, oh, you like this boy? Mm. And, it's, and I was just like, that just seems so weird. And, and it's because like, from like to your point from a character piece, she seems to genuinely be concerned about the rest of her friends. Except for- even at times, it's, it's <laughs> but even at times she was going to give the girl the paper back, and then as soon as she sees them trying to like make nice with each other, she's like, no. So like in a split <laughs> second, she was like. I'm going to take this bitch down. Like that was the craziest part of this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's crazy. Credit words do. The storyteller behind all of this does not care about good people or bad people. No. no. I'm used to horror films where she's a bitch, so she's going to get her comeuppance. That guy's a good, solid dude trying to protect his sister. Surely the sister at least will be okay. Nope. This movie does not care. None good or bad, bad you're, you're all equally in bad straits. What happens to the little sister is, is perhaps rough. one of the most disturbing things. It's rough. In the like trigger warning for when you see that scene. Like it is it's rough. Yeah. Holy cow. This is a dark film. F- fair warning. We're going dark. to get into some spo- uh, some spoilers. And fair warning, if you are upset by anyone under the age of 20 having a bad time, this has torture, murder, mutilation. This can be a rough watch. It was a little upsetting. Yeah. But 
it was it engaging to me because be I wondered, like, well, what will they do next? What will happen to this character? You, you couldn't play well, favorites with this. I've never played the game. Have either of you? No. It's I've had that on my list to add to my 3DS collection for quite some time, but the value has been climbing so much that mm. I passed. I'm so curious what the game is like. So the good news, I looked into it plot-wise. For any of you who are curious about playing it, the good news is this seems to go in a vastly different direction at times for certain characters than both the original game and the anime series that came out of this. And I suspect the underdeveloped nature of some of these characters is because this movie runs an hour and 35 minutes based off of a JRPG that probably ran 25 hours and an anime series on average is going to be a 13 episode run. So that's going to be at least like seven hours. So they're trying to do a lot in a little and I can respect what they managed to accomplish. But yeah, some of the characters feel undercooked, Big time, you know, but the overall plot, I feel like I actually sum it up really quickly what the overall horrific events were. All of that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. You have yes, a nurse that, made sense to me too. that the principal of this elementary school is clearly making advances on. She's saying, get away from me in the stairwell. And she falls down a flight of stairs, breaks her neck, cracks her head open. Doesn't die. He comes down mm-hmm. calm as a cucumber. Doesn't about die. This. Doesn't yeah. die. She's still alive. Her daughter mm-hmm. happens to be walking in because she's at this elementary school and sees her mother dying on the ground. The principal looks at the daughter and goes, man, you would have had a bright future. Such a shame. And strangles her in front of her dying mother. To death. And then just throws her body in the basement of the elementary school and leaves it. Is slowly driven mad by some sort of joint curse between the mother and the daughter where they're, like, haunting him. Has the janitor, who's his son, between him and the janitor, cuts out the tongue of the dead girl to make the voices stop. And now she becomes an evil ghost. She murders the other two kids. And stabs her with scissors in the heart. Yeah, stabs yeah, stabs her in scissors with hearts. Now she's cutting out kids' <laughs> tongues with scissors, and she's become super evil because she doesn't want her mommy to be alone in hell. So she's sending people for mm-hmm. mommy to play with. And the janitor somehow got coerced into this by the demonic ghost child because, I mean, he can't stop her. She's unstoppable mm-hmm. in this movie. Ah, uh, yeah. And Holy. there you go. I'm amazed that the students involved, when they get sent back into this dimension, within five minutes, they find a book that tells them at least about the the fact that they're in a different dimension, that monsters are coming for them, that it's going to be a bad time, and that they need to find a reverse incantation. They get that within five minutes. The rest of the film is them finding out about the nurse about who the actual villain, in this case, the child being, uh, about the principal. Mm -hmm. They have to unravel all of that. That's where all the questions come from. Yeah, like, I didn't mind that But, like, this starts with a big explanation. (laughs) I thought they front-loaded it, and they didn't. Yeah, like, they, um, I didn't mind the different small reveals, even if they weren't always shocking. Like, the one girl was possessed, so she actually is the one who kills her friend. Like, kind of by the end of it. That threw me off at first, but, yeah. I yeah. thought that was a really and cool look, reveal. Yeah, like it, it's a, it was just a kind of an interesting, almost an interesting thing that, like, by the end, the three remaining protagonists all got a little bit of dirt on them. The one oh, girl's yeah. trying to screw over the one girl. The one guy loses his mind and finishes off his sister. Yep. And the one girl killed her friend. So they're all kind of tainted. So it's almost hard to root for them. But I also kind of like the concept that they don't need to destroy the monsters as much as actually put them 
to rest, put them at ease. Yep. So I, I thought that was kind of a nice twist on the horror genre. Instead of trying to, you need to kill the, the demonic being. No, you need to put them at peace. That's a yeah. cool twist. And they, they, yeah. they, and it's a great personal jeopardy. They have to do that. Yeah. Now it's corny as hell. Like when they go into the one room with a jar of tongues, yes, a jar of tongues, <laughs> it's corny. They're like, no, really, we're here to help you. And then they have this really corny struggle. Like I have to believe that they can't overpower a child, but it's a ghost child. And it's just, but then when they need to overpower the child, they can, like, it's just so weird. That's where it's a tough sell. And I understand you're dealing with a supernatural force. So I don't care how strong you think you are. The supernatural force is stronger. Yeah. But we're watching it on film, watching an eight-year-old overpower these teenagers and look at it going, just hit them. But <laughs> you know that won't work, but your brain refuses to accept that that won't work. Well, so it's a hard It won't sell. work until it works, like, though. They're, they're ice there are times when it's like, that. but here's the thing. It won't work until it works because there are times when I, it works. There's like, a couple. Yeah, there's, a there's couple just of a times. handful of times where they're like, uh, the plot needs this to work right now. You can, you can, she's trying to stab you. You can hold her off till help gets here. <laughs> sure. Like, the times <laughs> where I could believe it was a swift motion. Like, for example, when you have the main guy at the end out of the three students who are still alive. I think it's Mako, Ayumi, and dude, because I can't remember his name. Yeah. Hitoshi or yeah. something. Either way, mm, when yes. the evil devil child is on top of him and he swings a brick into her face. I can believe that he knocks the supernatural ghost off of him because that's a surprise attack. <laughs> so I can believe that one. And I love yeah. the idea that the film basically treats it as an unreliable narrator. You're seeing things from the point of view of the students. So he thinks he's cracking the ghost in the face of the brick. And then he realizes, no, he's beating his little sister to death with a brick. No different than the girl yeah. who thinks she's hearing voices telling her you're going to die. You're going to die when her friend runs off to the washroom when apparently she's muttering that over and over because she's been possessed when they go back and show that she hanged her friend. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool how they're screwing with the audience there. I thought that was neat. Yeah. You know, the psychological yeah. part of the scares were better for me. Yeah, I agreed. Right. Yeah, Cause I, up. an eight year old overpowering any of them is just laughable. <laughs> And the janitor now, dude moves so slow that I was like, just jog away from him. Yeah. He just walks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it worked better when it was more psychological. Yeah, because there are scenes with especially the janitor guy where he's like, he's going to hit you. And they're doing the like Austin Powers with the Zamboni. <laughs> just, uh, just walk walk out of the way. They're like, ah, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. The number of times someone will be like, ah. And I'm like, just get up and run. Just get up and run away. Just move. You can move away. He's not moving fast. But, like I said, if they want to catch you, they will. Because the two ghost kids, when they decide that oh. uh, that they want to have some retribution against the one girl who's lost her mind and is taking care of them because she's big sis now. Yes. When she snaps out of that spell and wants to leave, they murder her like they're Sonic. Holy crap. Oh, that was pretty funny. Holy crap. Like, they launched I her. laughed. I laughed at that because I wasn't – I laughed – because I wasn't expecting it. Same. I was like, oh, they're dragging her away, and these other guys will go, oh, God, she's on the wall. Like, that's literally, that was my reaction. And then all of a sudden, oh. it was just jam and weeders Splat. against the wall. It was like, yeah. holy smokes. 
<laughs> I love that oh. her boyfriend, oh, who's also Snap, yes. shows up, sees that yes. massive that was viscera up. on the wall, yes. and he starts taking photos because he's fascinated. This is amazing. And then his dead girlfriend calls him on the phone to say, don't look at my insides. <laughs> that is messed That's up. That's what I mean. Like, I'm sorry. Those are the parts where I was like, that was the really horror good. is handled well. Yeah. Because that is disturbing. Or when she realizes she kills her friend and her friend starts texting her saying, like, it's okay. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. What? This is messed up. <laughs> like, I still thought it was more uh, scary, more messed up that he was fascinated oh, with yeah. the body. Yes. Splattered on the wall. It wasn't until yes. he, he freaked out once he realized it was somebody knew but yeah. because it wasn't somebody he knew at first all of a sudden he's like this is amazing this is well, fascinating I need pictures like, this is becomes, disgusting that becomes his breaking point where now when he finds dude's little sister he wants to mess her up so that he can take photos so now yeah. she's on the run from one of the students and I thought yeah. that was an interesting twist mm-hmm. until janitor gets yeah. a hold of him and hits him so many yes. times with the hammer <laughs> that all I could think of was the Simpsons meme of um, stop stop he's already dead because <laughs> he's just yeah, like he, he, hits he him just like kept hitting until times. he was paced yeah, yeah he was just paced so <laughs> the, the one death that was the funniest death for me is when they finally they find this old videotape of like I guess a previous people who oh, yeah. came to this dimension intentionally. Is this the decapitation? And the, yeah. the decapitation <laughs> being decapitated by Sledgehammer. It looks so cheesy. He <laughs> looks like he pops up. It's like his head. It's like <laughs> yes, his head popped, <laughs> and I was just like, what? I died. There's no head left. He doesn't like, knock the head just- off. He pops the head pops like a it. balloon when he, he hits pops it. it. He pops it. But it's like, the funniest. The amount of force that thing. takes. It's like when you throw the girl against the wall. How hard does that wall yes. have to be that she detonates to a point yeah. where her clothes are gone? <laughs> I know. And it's hard enough that the body parts stick to the wall. I know. They don't fall. They stay. It never, they don't slide down the logic. wall. <laughs> it defies all logic. And I kind of liked yes. that about it. And then, yes. of course, we have to get to the ending because the ending. I like the ending. It's such a subtle moment, but I love. So oh. you have Ayumi, Mako, and yeah. Hitoshi because at this point, I believe that's their names. Can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> so sure, Ayumi has given a false piece of paper to Mako so that she'll be stuck in hell. Hitoshi knows this. He yeah. sees this, but doesn't say anything and instead swaps paper with Mako at one point so that she has a proper piece and he knows he has a false piece. Why he doesn't call out Ayumi on this, I'll never understand. Mm-hmm. And then they do the ritual, and they go to go back, <laughs> and you have both girls uh-huh. standing there on either side, and they look, and uh-huh. all they each have is his, his severed arm on yeah, each side. Both, yeah, from both his elbow down, that's yes. all each one has. <laughs> that's the darkest so, ending. So he's stuck there with no arms. <laughs> the curse left just, yes. like, it had just enough of a barrier around them to protect his hands. Yeah. I thought he'd be stuck there. I thought that's a pretty dark ending. He'd be stuck there. So did oh, I. he is with yes. no arms. <laughs> with no arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. How much darker is that? Now, the only other question yeah. I had, and the reading uh, up on the the wiki of the game, it kind of answered it for me. As I'm watching this, I'm thinking, if the dude makes it back, if Hitoshi makes it back, how does he explain to his family? Yeah. Um, mm. my sister's dead. I beat her to death with a brick after a ghost stabbed her with an umbrella and cut her tongue. 
According to the games, not only does anyone in that dimension die, their memory is erased from everyone else in the real world when they come back. They didn't exist. Oh, oh wow. Which that is kind been of a cool thing darker. to do. Yeah. Like, the only people who remember them are the so people you, who come back from that die. dimension. You don't just die. You wipe out your existence. Yeah. That which, would have been really cool. I'm curious, because there's a sequel to this. That was made oh, literally really? one year later. I'm not. Is it animated or is it still live. live action? They made a live action. I think sequel I saw an one year later. movie on there when we were searching. Well, they had an anime, right? But oh, I'm curious right. if the sequel mm-hmm. deals with that at all because I don't know if you guys watched the end mm-hmm. of this, but this had an end oh, credits yes, the, like. You said scene. that I totally I forgot. It. And I all it is, it's nothing crazy. It's Mako sitting in a very clean looking room that looks like it's maybe a mental asylum bedroom, and she's just staring forward. And the girl that was behind all of this is staring back at her, which was confusing to me because I thought that the curse was broken. So I don't like it feels like it contradicts the movie. But if they're trying to set up for a sequel, then I guess they could. It was a and then the door just slowly closes yeah. on her. So yeah. like, I get they were trying to go for like one last creepy moment, but it is the part of the movie I liked the least because I felt like it cheapened the ending right. personally. But eh, sometimes you can't stick the landing. And sometimes if you do, you go too far. Mm-hmm. Either way. Overall, I actually recommend this. I enjoyed it, but not as a horror film, as a mystery. Funny, because I, I recommend it as maybe not a pure, like the, the only genre I would put it in is horror because of the gore and the, the creepiness of it. Okay. And the dark, the dark, dark, dark crap that's happening. I would classify um, as a horror as well. Okay. Yeah. Horror, horror thriller. in the vein of the, the ring. It's a horror slash thriller, yeah. even though I don't think the horror was good. It's a horror in the vein of the ring. That's kind of what it gave me the vibes of. And a lot of Japanese yeah. and Korean and, and overseas horror is more like that creepy psychological aspect. Yeah, as well as and stuff like that. Gross horror and body horror. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It is free to watch yeah. on the Internet Movie Database. Mileage may vary. I know Wayne was not enthralled from the sounds of it. Boring. <laughs> I was not bored. I was bored. Mileage varies. I wasn't bored, but I was confused. I was confused at times. Everything made sense to me by the end of it, except for the end credits cutscene. That that made mm-hmm. no sense to me. It contradicted yeah, the rest agreed. of the film, but everything else yeah. I, I enjoyed overall. And like th- that last shot before the end credit scene, when that fades out, I... I was blown away by the movie for a moment. Yeah. I was like, wow. It's a haunting image. That, They're just defeated on the ground yeah. in the middle of the schoolyard with the severed arms. Yeah. That's a strong visual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, when we come back, we'll watch the last of our international films. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember either. Neither do I. So it's, it'll be a surprise <laughs> for you, listener, because I don't remember. And for us. And at least this way, I'm not held to anything, so if I find something of bad quality, I can switch it up. But we thank you for joining us on Press X to Reload. As always, I have been Nick Moore. With me were Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Gentlemen, thanks for having us. Stay safe. Don't be tearing paper dolls. Absolutely not. Don't do any of those games. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, 
you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.